welcome to a new episode of the Entertainment Offside. Uh, today I'm delighted to introduce uh, our guest, uh, Anirvan Mayumdar, Director at Dolby uh, Laboratories, and Felix Walter, our Head of Automotive at 3SS, who will be talking about driving innovation together and navigating the roads of in-car entertainment and events. Welcome, guys, and thank you for being here. Thank you, Susanna. Thank you, Felix. Thank you. Nice being here. So, without further ado, uh, let's dig let's dig into the conversation. The first question will go to you, Anirvan. Uh, no. Could you say a little bit more about your role at Dolby and how Dolby has been involved in the automotive in the automotive space so far? Sure, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. First of all, uh, thank you for the invitation. Um, I'm director uh, at Dolby Laboratories, uh, responsible for our licensing and automotive business. Um, my team manages our partnership with all device makers, starting from TV, set-up boxes, car OEMs. Um, and we work with our partners to bring the best entertainment experience to consumers. Um, Dolby provides technologies to elevate the entertainment experience for con consumers across a variety of use cases, uh, starting from cinema, to mobile devices. Uh, we have been working with auto OEMs for a while. In the past few years, uh, there has been a, a huge uptake in immersive experiences. And we see a strong interest, and that's where we are working with auto OEMs to uh, make immersive entertainment possible across music, podcast, and AV entertainment in the car. Thank you. Uh, I will give a little bit with you because uh, this sounds interesting and I want to know a little bit more. So sure. Dolby, as I think anyone knows or everyone knows, sorry, you are experts in immersive sound. It's kind of crazy what you do there. Uh, so how does Dolby ambition uh, enhancing the in-car audio experience? Right. I think car is an interesting space. It's an interesting space because it's a personalized space. It's uh, really time that you have for yourself or for, with your friends, your family, to consume the entertainment that you really like and you want. You know, um, so it's a dedicated space. It's uh, quality time. It's personalized time, and in that sense, um, it's important to elevate that space from a experiential point of view. We believe that we can enhance the audio experience in any car, irrespective of the number of speakers, for example. Uh, we can provide an an immersive entertainment to, consu uh, to consumers that they value. Um, we, we are bringing the Atmos experience uh, working with car OEMs, um, uh, and we work across the entire content ecosystem, starting from content creators to service providers to car OEMs, to make sure that consumers get the experience as the content creator uh, intended uh, it to be consumed. Thank you a lot. Uh, Felix, to involve you a little bit as well, uh, as a partner, uh, for, every, for whoever that doesn't know, 3SS and Dolby are partners. Uh, what are your visions on what uh, Anirban just mentioned in general? I mean, starting briefly with 3SS, um, our main focus is and has always been video. And video 
is nothing without great sound. So it's really, really important to have a great experience um, when you have, let's say, the moving picture and the sound as well. And I had the pleasure to experience Dolby Atmos sound in a studio in Munich, which was, I mean, it was crazy. I was nearly crying because the sound is so good. And then I had the same experience outside of the studio in a car. And imagine you're watching a movie and there's raining or the rain happens in the movie and you sit in the car, you've got the feeling that really the rain is coming from top and not just from somewhere. So for us, it's really, really important to have partners like Dolby to create an immersive experience, which consists from video and audio. We're really delighted to have Dolby here in that case and uh, bringing great sound with the picture, with the video. Yeah, I agree 100%. And going back to you, Anirban, uh, how do you think Dolby is contributing to the transformation of the automotive space into an extension of the living room, which is now like a concept that I think it's really trending? Right. Absolutely. I think I would start by echoing the sentiment. You know, there's a huge transformation happening in the space. Um, and I would also echo uh, Felix's uh, sentiment in the partnerships. We really value our three assets. But going back to your question on transformation, um, it's really fascinating to see the extent of transformation that is happening in automotive, uh, the amount of innovation that is happening. Um, and this, it does feel like that it is just getting started. You know, so there's a lot more to come. There are new use cases with battery electric vehicles, like the charging use case. And uh, there's a whole lot of talk about autonomous driving, various levels and you know, what that would then mean for the car, for the entertainment, for consumers. Uh, so in that sense, it's a huge opportunity. Um, um, uh, thank you, Felix, uh, for sharing your experience on Atmos. Uh, I would encourage everybody to try and experience Atmos in a car. Um, uh, it translates really well from the studio experience. I mean, car is such a dedicated space. It's a high quality environment. It's a very uh, predictable environment as well. Um, so it transforms really well. And it is not only about immersion. Uh, it's not only about immersion. It's about clarity. It's about detail. And it can add value to any type of content, be that AV content or music or podcast. Uh, it is amazing to see how transformative that experience is. And it's fascinating to see the reaction of people when they experience Atmos in a car. So we're proud of that, and we're really happy to work with 3SS in bringing that to the market. Funny enough, uh, I had a chance to experience uh, this demo in a car uh, two weeks ago in Autotech, uh, which we will go back later to talk about events. But it was so crazy, I think. <laughs> I was like, where is this coming from? This is so good. It, it really changed your perspective and your experience. So I can 100% that is true, I can say but uh, we were mentioned partnerships again, and we were mentioned the partnership between 3SS and Dolby. But I have a question for both of you, which is how do you think this partnership, this partnership between Dolby and 3SS is contributing to the general enrichment of in-car entertainment experiences? How, what can you tell about this partnership to the, this partnership to the audience? Felix, you can start if you want, or 
Yeah, happy to start with that. We really have technical issues to solve because great sound and video combined has to work. And if we're talking about car makers, uh, OEMs who want to bring video entertainment into the car with a very fast time to market, and you have a project and you start then to integrate sound and video, it just takes, there are always technical issues which will occur in, in every integration. It's just normal because it's just a complex setting. So um, what we did and what we we're constantly doing is pre-integrating Dolby Atmos Sound within our through Ready platform. So if we have that, it's really sort of an instant release of the solution of the platform within a car. And we take out the time that it would take to integrate the sound experience. So from that perspective, it's really important to work in this tech um, from the beginning with the best engineers we have and Dolby has, and therefore take out all technical issues up front. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, you know. Uh, finally, uh, the objective is to bring experiences to consumers, you know, to the cars, to consumers so that they can experience it. And all the work that we can do uh, in the foreground to make it happen, make it easier for our partners, which is the car OEMs, the better it is. You know, it improves time to market. It makes it real. And uh, uh, there are always, you know, little hurdles and the more of them you can take away from the equation by pre-integrating, by demonstrating the experience, the better it is for the consumer and it makes it real. You know, it enables us to bring experiences finally to the consumer. And that's what we are here for, right? So that's what matters. Finally. Yeah, you're right. So uh, events, events are the places where people could actually experience and see firsthand what 3 does, what uh, Dolby is doing. Uh, so let's talk a, a bit uh, about events uh, since COVID it's let's say more or less gone uh, events are again trending and everyone is attending and Dolby and 3SS are um, entering the automotive event space uh, recently and I think that's pretty interesting so I would like to know uh, from both of you uh, what is your uh, the current situation for OEMs uh, when it comes to attending events uh, of these like these automotive events and what did you learn from those events you attended more recently or like uh, like for example EAA which is I guess the biggest but there's more like we were together in an autotech, uh, things like that. Can you please give me a comment? Sure. Um, um, maybe I can start, Felix, and then we can just talk. Um, uh, to me, IA was uh, really interesting. Um, it was different in the sense that while there were product announcements and there were a lot of new participants, you know, uh, for example, from China, um, it, it was a different event. Um, we were not on the show floor. We were a bit away. We had a dedicated space, you know, and and uh, we had a space where we were present with our partners, including, you know, 3SS uh, um, also joined us there. Um, I, I really enjoyed the event, I must say, uh, because, uh, well, we had sunshine. That helps. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, we had dedicated conversations and high-quality conversations with partners. And that, to me, is what uh, is important in a, at a trade show to, because it gives us an opportunity to get in front of a lot of people 
and uh, have a lot of conversations that just accelerate the information exchange and and the in the shared learning if you like so i enjoyed that a lot um uh, car shows probably changing probably that's true for all events you know there's a change happening there's a need to focus in a way i think the car oems as well uh, tend to participate a lot more in technology shows uh, because uh, um, they are technology companies now so a lot of um, you know emphasis on software and and things like that um and uh, different use cases like entertainment mean that content is important service providers are important so there's a lot of change happening there i would say thank you anirban felix yeah. yeah starting with eia or eia or the at that time frankfurter auto messe frankfurt <laughs> auto show at that time um i was when they changed it from frankfurt to munich I was a bit scared on how that will work and they have this totally new concept or totally different concept. So they've got at the fairgrounds, the let's say B2B event where the automotive uh, companies show a few things, but that's not their main focus there. It's more the suppliers which are there. And then they have in the city center of Munich, this open space where people come and uh, have a look at the cars. and. At least the, the second part, I think it was a huge success this year and it gave new opportunities. And especially looking at Dolby, like you were at this um, Dolby studio, which was close by to the, to the main event there in the city center. And it's just, it was massive to sit in a studio and experience the sound there. And then have three different cars there where you could experience three different Dolby Atmos experiences. And this would just have not have been possible if you would have everything at the fairground. So yeah. it gives completely new opportunities. Um, in my opinion, the fairs and events, they are not getting less important, but they are changing. So over the last, let's say, five to 10 years, people inform themselves about cars way more about the web in the world wide web. And um, as a car maker, you can constantly bring new informations and new releases. And it's not that focused on such single points as Geneva, Auto Salon or IAA or Shanghai or whatever. So the focus is something different. Um, what I also experienced this year at IAA that the supplier landscape it's getting more and more diverse because we're not talking only about, let's say, mechanical car mm -hmm. manufacturers, but there's software coming into the car and getting more and more important. And this also means there are new suppliers, there are different suppliers and existing suppliers are shifting their focus. So based on this, it's getting way more diverse. And um, there, in my opinion, the, the industry will still need to find a bit more the right way. So I can imagine that there will be special fairs like the car HMI, for example, which is purely focused on HMI topics. Then there might be some for more mechanical topics like brakes, stuff like this. And the OEMs will send their respective teams to the events. And this will help them to get very efficiently informations in a short time. 
and they don't have to walk around a really big fair and waste time in searching what they are looking for. So it's transforming, it's changing as the whole industry, but in my opinion, um, it's working well and I like that change. Thank you. Uh, well, actually, uh, we we have discussed this changing landscape for uh, landscape for OEMs, and uh, then we were together, Felix, at IBC, for example. <laughs> uh, so, how has the need to promote products in the in the diverse space like uh, CES or IBC, where who are not purely automotive? We we were talking about just now, but how has the need? of doing it like that has how has it evolved and how are like automotive companies adapting to this more diverse landscape that you were mentioning before if it's okay i would start with that one because yeah. especially yeah. ibc i mean ibc was special for me i'm coming from the automotive industry yeah. and um ibc for those who don't know it it's the international broadcasting convention so when i came there and I had no idea what's happening there. I just knew that we're going to be there with our demo car and also show entertainment in the car. But what I saw there, like with all this recording and broadcasting and techno technology and gaming and everything, this is such a different area and such a different industry where five years ago, no one would have expected just a single car manufacturer. It, no one, no manager would have allowed their team to go there because it was not relevant. And this year, you saw few car makers like um, checking out what's happening. And by a few, I mean, not only two or three, I saw at least 10, 15, whichever around, and it's European. And as well, manufacturers and companies like Forisha um, were also showing their solutions. There were a few cars and um, that was quite interesting. So I think fairs or events like IBC or also CES, which is a tech um, fair, become more and more relevant because the car is becoming more and more, uh, let's say, techy gadget is maybe the wrong thing, but a uh, word, but uh, it's becoming more techy. Yeah. So I don't know no, how great. you see it, anyone. No, great perspective there. So um, uh, this is uh, very interesting, actually, because IBC is something that, I don't know, we have been uh, there for a number of years, you know, uh, uh, more than intensive years, you know, uh, we have been there. Uh, CES as well has always been a big event. CES, it feels like the car OEMs have rightly, you know, fully embraced already, you know, so car OEMs are all there. It's a tech fair. It's about, you know, uh, chip to cloud, you know, that kind of language is there, design cycles and, you know, what have you. Um, there are a lot of partnership announcements, the keynote addresses where car OEMs feature as well. So CES, I think, uh, is mainstream and it it helps uh, the car industry, I feel, position itself as a technology provider as well. And it's very important. It's important for us. It's important for the partnership. And it's important because you can connect the dots there with multiple partners all at the same time. So uh, CE is certainly a critical event and absolutely looking forward to that in what feels like a few weeks. It's probably a month and a half now. Um, yeah. Uh, IBC, um, yeah, um, 
uh, is still developing, I think. So IBC primarily focused on services, is primarily focused on services. It started with broadcast, so now streaming and broadcast probably go hand in hand. And that extension then uh, naturally, you know, transcends to car being a valid endpoint. It felt like um, car industry is still dipping its toes in the water, you know, partnership uh, presents through partners primarily and people coming and visiting. I would imagine that that would increase. I think as entertainment is one of the key use cases for the car, you know, and we truly believe and our partners truly believe that it is one of the key use cases, uh, the car OEMs will naturally go and need to and want to interact with the content industry, with the services industry, and it would be probably a natural journey where IBC will become even stronger in future for the car industry. So. Yeah, so one thing, sorry, Susanna, but one thing that also comes to my mind, what we see um, in Germany, we've got an event that's called Fiber Days. It's existing since a few years, uh, the media hall there, and uh, they will next year put focus a half day on the automotive industry, sort of automotive meets entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, I also, it was also a podcast, which I heard it was with Doug Field from Ford, by the way, everyone who has not heard it. It's a must. It's like the best explanation of the software-defined vehicle. Right. And um, he said, if you give people time back, it changes everything. And this is fully right. So if we're looking at, let's say, assisted driving, level three driving, level four in a few years, um, while charging when people are sitting in the car. So if you give people time back, they will really value it. So I think that all the events that have something to do with um, how people can spend their time while they're sort of locked in. I mean, autonomous driving, you're still in your car. You cannot get out. So you're still in a space where you want to do something with your time. And all the events that take care of that and that cater for those needs will become relevant for the car makers. And I think we will see them more and more on those events. Also, usually the events only happen once a year, so it takes some time, a couple of years, three years to adapt. But I think if we saw, let's say, 10 car makers on IBC this year, then maybe next year it's going to be 20 and the year after it's going to be 40. So um, it's a, I wouldn't say a slow process, but a process that takes its time. But on the other hand, the car industry exists since a few years already and it will still exist the next years as, as well. So, yeah, we could say that so the broadcast industry is adapting to automotive, but the automotive industry is also adapting to the broadcast industry. It's kind of like blending together now a little bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good. Yes. Uh, so we came to the last question uh, of this topic and uh, of this podcast and as a closing topic, maybe. Uh, well, you just mentioned these fiber days, but are there any upcoming events or trends in the automotive space that our listeners should keep an eye on? Felix, you want to take that? Yeah, sure. Um, happy to take that one. So what I just said previously, what really will happen, if you get time back in your car, you want to use it. It can be gaming. It can be entertainment. It can also be productivity. That's the area we call it. Imagine the car is driving, let's say, from Stuttgart to Munich, because it's close where I live, two hours, highway, easy use case, level three, up to 130K will be probably available in one year from now. 
and you're sitting in your car because you have to go there and you can use the big screen. And I mean, the screens are getting bigger all the time. And you can use this big screen to check some PowerPoint presentations, to make some notes, to do check some Excel files and figures and whatever stuff that you need to do. And you would usually have to do later when you arrived. But everything that you can do in the car and everyone who's sitting behind a wheel knows it's not quite handy to have a laptop on your uh, lap or to do this on the phone. So if you can use the screens which are there and the technology, in the best case, combined with uh, everything that the car provides, like sensors, cameras, whatever, um, you can have video calls in great quality and all that stuff. This is really what, in my opinion, will change the automotive landscape and the usage of the cars in the future. Same thing like um, if you're looking at probably some rear seat entertainment, which will be available and you've got sensors in the car detecting if there's an adult or a child sitting in the back of the car and depending on that detection allows some content or prohibits some content. Stuff like this, I think there are so many things to come in the next years. So I would say keep an eye on those things um, and how people can and will spend the time in the car. Cool. I think that's a really comprehensive answer. You know, not much to add. Uh, looking forward to CES, but all these topics, you know, car is a dedicated space. It is sort of between the living room and work, so it can be what you want. So productivity is important. Entertainment is important. And for all that to happen, the underlying infrastructure, including security, technology, you know, connectivity, all of those are important. So I think I think it really brings together multiple technologies and use cases together. So that way we'll see a lot of events being relevant to the auto industry uh, and for us by extension. So exciting times indeed. Great. Uh, thank you, guys. This was a really insightful uh, episode uh, for myself because I'm also learning about automotive. <laughs> it was great. And I think the audience will think the same. And uh, thank you again for being here. And please uh, come back soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me and look forward to the next one. Thanks so much. Thank you, Susanna. You were a great host. I really enjoyed being here. <laughs> thank you.